Hi, I'm Sadie. I'm American and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa. I'm Akane. I'm Japanese and I'm living in US. And this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we discuss honne and tatemai. So, obviously, sounds like Japanese. So, they are Japanese concepts. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Yes, these are Japanese concepts. And for those who aren't familiar,、uh, honne means kind of your true, authentic feelings and desires. And tatemae talks about kind of your thoughts and feelings you share in public settings, in public situations.、Mm. So it's kind of a division between your private and public self.、Mm. Uh, we are really excited for talking about this topic. And then, Eva, I was surprised we didn't talk about this topic before. Yeah, it's a huge part of Japanese culture and society. And it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. But for whatever reason, we just never got around to making an episode about it until now. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Okay. So,、uh, yeah, I mean, as you know, this is the fact. In Japanese, we have a word, honne tatemai, but there are no English translation, one word.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have to explain the meaning of the word. So, I think this is really obvious, very、uh, unfamiliar、uh, concept for. Americans or known Japanese people, I guess. I think it is to the maybe the level of like the degree of which you do this in Japan. Maybe there are situations or times when in the US you feel like you have to kind of alter、mm-hmm. how you talk to people or what you say. But I think in Japan, it's more extreme and it's more constant,、mm. is my guess, at least. I see.、Um, yeah, I have a question for you, if that's okay. It's、uh, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, that's your whole name. No, 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 it's not. I, I genuinely want to talk about this. What's your question? <laughs> so. When did you learn this concept? And then when did you actually feel about this concept in Japan or interacting with Japanese people? That's a good question. Yeah, I had a similar question for you. So we'll come back to that. So before I moved to Japan, after I got my job, they sent me this little book. And the book had. Kind of information on things to expect,、mm-hmm. kind of different ways that Japanese society works, different ways that it works, different features that it has to kind of slightly educate、mm-hmm. us before going going overseas. 
So that was my first kind of introduction. I don't remember specifically what was said, but it was probably something similar to how we explained it at the beginning of this episode. But I remember reading about it and thinking, oh, okay. And not really thinking deeply about it. Just Mm -hmm. like, okay, so this exists. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. Like, I'll remember that. Okay, whatever. (laughs) But actually, it wasn't until I would say maybe a year and a half or even close to two years after I moved to Japan when I really started to feel it. (laughs) (laughs) When I was like, oh, this is what's going on right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I love it. it. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember hearing about this at some point. This, this, this is, um reminiscent of that book that I read long ago but yeah I didn't realize it until a lot later that's what was going on which is interesting because I'd heard of the concept but I just didn't connect that that's what was happening until much later yeah Mm, what 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 kind of event or accident or whatever happened (laughs) (laughs) not an accident per se but for example I think because I I grew up in the U.S., I'm very used to, in the U.S., when it comes to, like, customers or clients or whatever, sharing their opinions with you and letting letting you know if they're upset or dissatisfied with something, um, they will tell you directly, nine times out of ten, I would (laughs) say. People will tell you if they don't like what's going on. But in Japan, that wasn't that hadn't been the case I guess like you know I was I was doing pretty well at my job and I I thought I was fine and I was but some people don't always connect with what you're doing and you can always improve yourself too but I had a this one student in particular who like would never tell me if they were dissatisfied with my classes for whatever reason they didn't <laughs> like they wouldn't say anything but they were upset <laughs> and I didn't know it <laughs> uh, they would come uh, to class and they didn't like what was happening but they didn't say anything about it until like I found out much later through I think my manager said something or I don't even remember why they were upset but something wasn't like connecting between me and mm. this student in my class but yeah, they wouldn't just come out and say it. They came to class and acted like they were totally fine and everything was normal. And they chatted with me so happily and positively. And wow. I thought we had a good, you know, a good like back and forth and it seemed fine. But actually on the inside, they were not very happy <laughs> for whatever reason it was. And so when I learned that, I was really shocked. And I was like, oh, that's what this is <laughs> like <laughs> they're really acting up here <laughs> they're like showing me a totally different side of themselves than what they actually feel it was really yeah really shocking to mm. find that out that's really uh scary <laughs> it is <laughs> i know it like like I said talking to them in class everything seemed fine like they Mm. never looked upset they never sounded upset they'd still participate like it wasn't there was no outward behavior or anything that would kind of make me suspect that they were unhappy with the situation Mm. 
Mm. So it was just, it was a weird, weird situation. Yeah. But I would say that's not uncommon. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it's not. And, (laughs) but that was my first like wake up call and realization like, okay, so this is something that happens. Like, this really is part of, you know, how people act. And I need to, I need to be more kind of sensitive to that in the future Mm -hmm. I guess don't just assume that everybody is satisfied all the time or just because they don't show you that they're not Mm. um so that was a actually very important lesson for me Mm. to learn even if I wasn't doing anything necessarily wrong in my classes like still it helped me be more kind of um observant I guess Mm. or um mindful of that kind of uh dichotomy the separation between the two Mm. kind of ways people express themselves actually i have a follow-up question for that so what what do you think why the student acted like that why why do you think so I don't know, you know, we are not them, so we don't right. know the actual reason, but what do you think? I don't know if it was like they didn't want to upset me or insult me directly, or I don't know if they were worried about how I would react if they said something to me directly or expressed their kind of dissatisfaction. I, I don't know. My mm. guess is maybe they didn't they didn't want me to have a negative reaction to their negative mm. reaction potentially, but I I can't say. I don't know. I sure. see. I mean yeah. I also I'm not the person, so I right. don't know actual reason. But as a Japanese, I guess the person didn't want to kind of first don't want to confront with you. Yeah. And then maybe you get upset and then, you know, you say something bad about the student, which you don't, I'm sure. Right. But, you know, they may worry about those things. And also they kind of don't like to like crash the harmony or the community. Mm, The wah, right? (laughs) The wah. (laughs) They want to maintain, yeah, they want to keep a positive atmosphere mm-hmm. and wouldn't want other students to be affected necessarily by their mm. feelings, right? So it's, I think, yeah, that's definitely a part of it. it yeah, I think the reason why people do tatemai is like, they want to keep the harmony and then don't, kind of they chose the harmony rather than personal desire or Mm -hmm. their own how to say preference kind of they like uh chose be patient yeah 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 they put others kind of above themselves in that sort of situation they want what's best for everybody not necessarily just for themselves potentially Mm. yeah but mm, that was that was a big lesson that I learned it was (laughs) it was a big wake-up call and um you know moving forward after that I definitely tried to just be more aware that Mm. 
you never know. Mm-hmm. You could be having a very pleasant conversation with somebody and mm-hmm. on the inside, maybe they're not happy about something. And so mm-hmm. you just have to be more careful about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Actually, um, uh, one thing, uh, I kind of experienced totally opposite experience. So, oh no, <laughs> it's much worse your way, I think. <laughs> I have a student. Uh, there are no student in the university. My like a personal um duty, and then mm-hmm. the student reaction wasn't not good. So yeah. I felt like the student wasn't satisfied with my service. So, but the student didn't say anything. Just but keep uh how to say. Uh, make a reservation with me you know next week next week next week so mm-hmm. you know I keep having like a job with the student but the student doesn't smile much not mm. that talkative so I was worried like mm. what is going on because yeah. me, as a Japanese I feel like you know the student hiding their feeling yeah so I talked to my I talk about this to my husband and then he said, no, if he doesn't like, he's going to say, or he doesn't make a reservation next week. So he must like your service. It's fine. But what if he's, you know, doesn't like my like uh, teaching and then he's hiding. No, why, why people do that? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's exactly what I was saying too, though. I feel like, for the most part, Americans would tend to tell you if they didn't <laughs> like something. They would be direct about it, I would say. Um, so, yeah, it might be strange, but that could just be your student's personality. They're, yeah. You know, just not maybe a very outwardly expressive mm. kind of person. <laughs> but that doesn't mean there's, yeah, something bad going on inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to turn this question back on you that you asked me, because you're born and raised in Japan. So when did you first learn about the concepts of like honne and tatemae? Was it in school? Was it just by observing how people interact with each other in daily life? Like, how did that how did you realize that that was going on? Ah, oh, that's interesting question. Even I didn't think about it when I, <laughs> how to say, aware of yeah. And I'm sure before I understand the concept, I was already doing tatemai. I'm sure, but maybe I was too young and I didn't know what I'm doing. But it's kind of like we I shouldn't say we like at least for me I I think this is like a one of the manner in some cases not every time mm-hmm. but maybe I knew it when I was maybe high school I'm sure before college but I think I do more maybe after I started to work okay yeah did anyone ever like tell you explicitly like directly to act kind of a certain way either like with tatemaya or something they say oh you shouldn't like tell them what you're really thinking or 
Did anyone ever say that uh, explicitly? No. Okay. I think maybe I read articles or maybe some like a book and then I learned the concept and then ah that's the thing I I did at the time or mm. oh that's the one I saw on TV or my family did or my friends did or something so like it's not really like a lecture you know it's not like a uh like a learning like a, how is it it's not like a school subject as i mm-hmm. remember because mm. for us it's more like kind of air just existing everywhere mm. and then uh, you know we never learn how to breathe oh no (laughs) something like that (laughs) yeah interesting okay so it's yeah just something you kind of picked up by watching other people or maybe seeing those who set the example for you and trying to copy that Mm. behavior rather than learning this is what this is do Mm. this okay yeah i see so yeah after maybe I started work it's more like a can be like a strategy to you know to relate people well I mm. mean to the customer it's a little different but maybe toward to boss or senpai like your seniors maybe mm-hmm. those relationship honneto tatemai is very kind of crucial Mm. I think it's because between friends, you know, if you have a good friends, usually you talk honne. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes you say, oh, like, I like your dress, but maybe you don't really think it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really unusual. You don't have to say anything if you don't like their dress. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but like, at the... oh, hi. <laughs> your dress. <laughs> Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just let that speak for itself. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Um, why I didn't have much experience in mm -hmm. the school days. But, Mm -hmm. you know, after starting to work, maybe more useful, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned like at work with coworkers and things. What are some other common places where you would use tatemaya instead of honne ah other than work uh, yeah can you think of any other situations or (laughs) can be like uh the beginning phase in your dating (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) you know if you really like the person but mm-hmm. the person looks like maybe not that interested in you or mm-hmm. just neutral. Maybe you kind of try to kind of, you know, give a good like lip service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think maybe there's a degree of that, too, when you're dating in the U.S. I would say potentially you try to when you're first dating someone, you try to show like only your positive traits, especially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not technically your true self it's not you know you're changing the way that you act or maybe what you say mm-hmm. to try and impress somebody mm. or 
get a positive reaction from mm. somebody. So uh, I think it's a little bit different, but something kind of similar also. Yeah. American culture with that. Also, maybe it's it can be dating or or just a not maybe friendship, but a work when mm-hmm. you are invited for something. Mm. event or someone's house or restaurant especially when you were when you are treated so (laughs) because you don't pay Mm -hmm. or someone serve food for you so it's really common like you would say tasty oishi or it's a really nice house or even (laughs) you it's not your taste or you don't like it people tend to give a lot of compliments And like that's really even I don't think anything, and then like I don't know, just for me, it's so natural telling tasty, or maybe I I mean I like to eat, so most of food are tasty for me, but still, you know, it's really rude if you don't say tasty if you're invited. The oishi thing made me think of, (laughs) I don't watch a lot of Japanese TV, but (laughs) from some of the programs that I've seen, especially anything to do with food, they will always say something positive about Mm -hmm. the food that they're eating, even if maybe they don't really like it. It could be like an actual TV show or YouTube video, whatever. Something to do with food. They'll always say like, oh, oishine or something <laughs> like, or sometimes really exaggerated. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> They'll get really into it. Even though like it can't be that good, can it? Like my in my mind, I'm like, there's no way it's that good, whatever you're eating. It looks so simple or whatever the situation is. But. Mm-hmm. I feel that a lot on Japanese TV, they try to keep things really positive mm-hmm. rather than a genuine like review of something, a yes. criticism or critical like look at something. Yeah. So like my husband, he usually give compliments, but you know, he's very honest. So if it's not good, he doesn't say disgusting, disgusting or I don't like it, but just, ah, this is uh, okay I like the one you made like last week or mm-hmm. I like the one we eat so he's very honest so I was really surprised at first mm-hmm. because it's really unusual as a Japanese tearing like honest feeling toward to food so but I'm getting used to it now I appreciate his honest comment and that makes me really feel happy when I did it well or when we went to a good restaurant Mm-hmm. So when I when my husband is when he come came to my parents' place for the first time, uh oh. So my mom, uh oh, uh, she decided to cook something. So yeah. before we are coming, I told my mom, <laughs> you know, he's very honest, so he mm. may not say oishi tasty. I'm mm-hmm. sure he doesn't say this is not good or I don't like it, you know. But he may not say oishi, the word. But, mm. you know, he's honest. So don't worry about it, you know. But if he said oishi, tasty, that, that means a lot. Mm. It's mm-hmm. really genuine. Yeah. So she said, oh, okay. But she said it was good to know. 
because mm-hmm. otherwise she expect you know saying tasty yeah it's just interesting to me because if everybody always says tasty like it you can't I don't know <laughs> it's hard to know like is it really tasty or not like you can't evaluate something completely if everything is spicy. Mm. so if if you're actually looking for proper like critiquing of food or like what it actually tastes like beyond oishi umai whatever it's hard to find that here Mm. (laughs) to find like an accurate description Mm. of how someone felt about food it's that's a huge challenge i feel like yeah so like choosing restaurants or something how do you know if it's always like the reviews are oishi Mm. oishi oishi you know like it doesn't the value of oishi goes down when it's used so much i feel like (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) if that makes sense (laughs) yeah but i think people saying like oishi is like as a tatemai i think they kind of want to appreciate the gesture they're treated or cooked Sure. But you know, then it was it's better just telling them, Oh, thank you for having me. It was nice right. to see you with you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But for some reason they <laughs> use Oishi. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, that's so funny. Um, let me see. There was another question I wanted to ask you. So you grew up again, you grew up in Japan, you kind of learned this sort of custom through osmosis just observation and everything but then you moved to the U.S. which is very different in its communication style Mm -hmm. (laughs) like how did you feel when you first moved to the U.S. and people were more open or kind of honest about things how did you feel about that kind of big difference in communication uh in my case uh i mean of course depends on situation but mostly it was positive Mm. experience because i like to be i like people to say honestly Mm -hmm. so it means you know maybe sometimes i get hard like oh why you like be honest that much but you know mm. even telling them uh, telling me honest feeling or honest opinion it doesn't mean uh heart how to say uh attack attack me mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean like they can say in a nice way and then most of people say in a nice way you know? yeah just telling their opinion mm-hmm so most time I really like it. Then when they give a compliment, I feel it means a lot than mm. when I get compliment from Japanese people. Because I cannot trust them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Just you kidding. just, you don't know. You don't know. Is it real? Is it not? Do they feel? I don't know. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you had a more positive experience with it. I think for a lot of Japanese people who visit the U.S. or maybe move there for an extended period, like this ends up being a pretty big culture shock for them. Mm-hmm. How much more openly 
people communicate with anybody, mm-hmm. not just with your close friends or family, but with strangers, with staff at a store, whatever, whoever you're talking to, people are able to be a lot more open mm-hmm. about what they think. And so I think that intimidates some Japanese people mm-hmm. um, if they're trying to visit there. They worry about that sort of thing. Yeah. And what else? Also, I realized it. Uh, actually, we already talked about long time ago, which is gift giving. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel a lot of times gift giving in Japan, I feel it's really tatemai. Mm. Like it's kind of say it's kind of sad I say this, but I feel a lot of people give gifts from obligation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 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 oh because of this I have to give oh because of someone gave I have to return so I kind of have that culture like a naturally so when someone gives something I feel like oh we have to return we have to return. <laughs> like, but my husband said like why <laughs> you yeah. can give whenever you want to yeah. it shouldn't be obligation mm-hmm. so I kind of learned like actual meaning of gift giving after I moved to here Mm. yeah that's an interesting thing to point out too it's not just because oh you know like they brought something so I should bring something like no they felt like giving you a treat I'll return the favor some other time Mm. maybe when it's relevant after I've gone somewhere or done something but to have to give something back so immediately it's not necessary (laughs) yeah it's just not. <laughs> yeah, that's really big difference. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, one other thing I was curious about. So what, in the end, like, how do you feel about honne and tatemae? Is it a positive feeling, a negative feeling, a neutral kind of feeling? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I think uh, if you live in Japan, essential mm. <laughs> like even you know you're an honest person you don't want to tell a lie that's fine but sometimes people expect you do tatemai gesture or you know saying something tatemai mm-hmm. but if you live outside of japan i think it's not totally necessary sometimes mm. you may feel kind of how can i say you don't need just really like people prefer being honest with you Mm -hmm. and again like anything there's you know a spectrum of all this there are certainly situations where depending on the person too you might hold back a little bit on what you feel but like I said earlier I feel like it's not as extreme it tends not to be as extreme or as pervasive in in the U.S. as it is Mm. in japan so for the most part you can as long as you say so tactfully like you're not being rude about it or something mm. although some people do that too <laughs> um, <laughs> typically if you're able to communicate your feelings in a you know proper polite enough way it's mm. fine yeah and to me it feels good to be able to say how you really feel or what you really think like mm. I don't enjoy keeping secrets from people necessarily. It's nice to be open about Mm. how you're really feeling. Because if there are problems, you can't resolve them if you don't Mm. 
communicate that there's a problem, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's value to being honest in a tactful way mm. um, that you just, you don't see as much here. Mm. Yeah. So this is like really cultural things and uh, it doesn't really connect with language. But if you study Japanese and then if you reach at some point, you definitely need this skill because otherwise you know, you may feel weird or you don't, you know, communicate well why people saying certain things to you. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's really important to learning this kind of concept with uh, language. Yes, absolutely. It's a very, if you're going to spend any, you know, length of time here, it's worth knowing about and trying to understand a little bit so when people communicate certain things to you maybe Mm. you'll have a better understanding what they mean or what they're implying Mm. yeah Um, yeah it's valuable for sure yeah even it's i maybe i don't know maybe it's a little sad to say a lot of like a tourist in japan feel like oh Japanese people are so welcome they're so kind I think it's yeah. because of Tatemai yeah 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 <laughs> because how come so many kind people in one country like generally you know? oh god I know I hear that all the time on like you know YouTube video whatever people who come here and just like, oh Japanese people are the kindest most polite most welcoming and it's like they're doing that because they feel like they have to (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to say (laughs) I'm sure there are some genuine people out there who really like what they're Mm -hmm. doing and want to make a positive experience for you but I bet a lot of them are just doing it as a courtesy so (laughs) yeah so that's why I feel like you know to visit Japan it's so fun but you know imagine if you work and then give the service yes really hard yes to visit and to live or to work are very different experiences for sure (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's that's a good thing to point out though um do you have anything else you want to say on the topic uh i think i don't have yeah honestly all right (laughs) (laughs) thank you for being honest (laughs) all right then we'll see you next time bye if you enjoy listening to our show please consider leaving us a rating or comment on your preferred podcasting platform if you have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to email us at foreign exchange program pod at gmail.com We'd love to get some feedback from you all. You can find us on Instagram as well at Falling Exchange Program Pod. So feel free to follow us on there, send us a message, and get notified when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening.